be blown away by Bang Bang Bark. Just more me to love, honey. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by The Simpsons Quotes, and nobody gets any more Facebook page and no homers.net. I am Dando. I'm Mitch. Today we're here to review Itchy and Scratchy, the movie. The movie, but before we do, a quick shout out to my man, Jimmy Rice. Uh, I love it, Dando, when I get messages from people that I didn't know actually listened to the show. And just straight off the bat, we're going to kick it off with some audience interaction. We were asked the other week about what piece of Simpsons memorabilia would we like in real life? Any item from the show could we have in real life? One so obvious, I can't believe we missed it. He wanted to have Moe's uh, fan parachute from the home of They Fall. Okay, yeah. Well, it's, they know that was a real dude. That, uh, that really happened during a yeah. massive boxing fight in like Vegas or something. The dude yeah. just collapsed. The fan into- man, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just fell into the ring. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so that was all. Thank you. For- and thank you for listening, Ricey. Appreciate yes, it. Yes, really do appreciate but, it. Uh, he also sent through, I love that the quote from that line. It's like, where are you off to, Mel? Ah, uh, nowheres in particular. And then it's like him flying off saving people. Yeah, to bet Midler wind beneath my wind. Yes, yes. Is it? No, I don't think it's that song. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Did you ever know that you're my I'm going to go on record and say that I disagree and think you're wrong. Really? We will find out. Listeners sure will tell us that. The listeners will let us know. Anyway. Also, something about heroes. I also need to apologize to two people. So I got two things wrong. Well, one thing wrong, one thing I didn't. Potentially a third. You'll be apologising to me next week. <laughs> no, I don't think I will. I really think I'm right. But uh, Hedonism Bot is who I was referring to last week on the show when we were discussing Futurama. the fat robot in Futurama. So thanks to Joseph Seaton for letting me know about that one. And also Adriana uh, Bracali, I can't pronounce the last name, I'm sorry. But Adriana, she says that, I said last week that the tombstones, that was the last time they were used in Trias of Horror. That was incorrect. They were actually used in Trias of Horror 4. What was used for the last time in Trias of Horror 3 was the opening monologues where they warn viewers that you should probably turn it off if you've got a child in the room. Mm. So I apologize for that making that mistake. I don't normally make mistakes like that. That was a pretty big one and I had to acknowledge it on the show. Monumental. Yes, monumental. You would have felt. Speaking of monumental <laughs> things, shout out to the Yellow family. Yep. Uh, we're Listeners in Melbourne might have been lucky enough to hear us guest for an hour on the Yellow Family. Was it ninety two point nine? It really was an hour, wasn't it? Sin Network or something like Just that. Just Sin FM, yeah. Sin FM in Melbourne, uh, out of RMIT, had That's a great time on the show. Um, you can find their podcast. We might throw a link to it in the Facebook page comments for this episode when yes. it goes up. Also, thanks to our mate Jack Misson for organising it all mm. as well. Now, we need to do a couple more shout-outs. Uh, obviously, we've just started our competition for a double-pass giveaway for Matt Granning's appearance at the Sydney Opera House. That is a huge giveaway. We're going to be announcing the winner this Sunday at 5pm. Head to our Facebook page to find out how you Which, can win that. Those tickets are like 90 bucks a head or something. Yeah, and, and they're sold, sold out. out. Yes, yeah. and they're sold out. So, it's pretty much just a like the post and you'll go on the entry into the draw to win the tickets. So, double-pass to see Matt Groening sold-out event at the Sydney Opera House November 4th or 5th. Not sure what date the tickets are what, for. What will the post be? Just it's, all, like it's already f- there. Oh, no. is it? Yeah, it's already out. I was hoping you were just going to have like a photo of your face so that you could just have like <laughs> thousands and thousands of people like you. Well, we have more double passes to give away, so I'll do it for the next that one. That might be, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And also, do you want to shout out our mate Yanni for this Saturday? Yeah, this Saturday, uh, the 15th at the Athenaeum Theatre. We'll I'm be off to see... I'm not quite sure that one's sold out, so you can still get tickets for I this one. I believe you can still get tickets for that one, and they're not quite $95 either. I think it's around about 25 bucks a head, roughly, at the Athenaeum Theatre, kicking off 7 o'clock this Saturday, the 15th. And obviously, please rate and review us 
us in the iTunes store. People have been doing it each and every week and we do appreciate it. It helps us boost up the rankings in iTunes. Now, it's time for some trivia before we get into some facts. Do you want to kick off? I've got seven questions. Well, you go first then because I think I've got three. <laughs> oh, no four. Worries. I have four. What number was Homer thinking of on the way to the... 37. Parentage? Yes, well done. Sorry, I, that stood out to me because 37 is a commonly used number. Well, like I, it, I thought it, it was his age, but I think he's 36, Homer. Uh, okay. I, so, I was in um, in Clerks, 37 is the number of dicks that Dante's girlfriend had sucked prior to him. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that was a little bit of tri- number 37 trivia out there for people <laughs> that are curious. Uh, who was on the cover of the TV guide that Homer was reading to Lisa? Oh, I don't know. Mr. Who? T. Mr. T. Hmm, well done. Uh, what genres were mentioned in the Itchy and Scratchy movie trailer? Uh, if you like this, and if you like this... Yeah, probably romance, comedy, and action. Nah, just romance and suspense. Oh, is that all? It's only okay. two things. I thought, oh, I think it'd be more in the Itchy yeah. Scratchy movie. Anyway. Well, there you go. Name one of the Chief Justices of the Supreme Court that were mentioned throughout the episode. Oh, it's the one that... Uh, <laughs> suggests is a stripper. Uh, well that's that doesn't count. What's his name? I don't know. I've got it written here, but I can't be bothered scrolling down. That's cheating. Okay. Uh, who is it? Uh, I believe that was the late Earl Warren. Earl was, Warren, that's <laughs> it, yes. Yep. Um, the other three were John Marshall, Charles Evans Hughes, and Warren Berger. Okay. Uh, how much of the movie was new footage? It says it at the end as, uh, a, as a disclaimer of the trailer. 8% or something? 53% new footage. Okay. has to be at least 50% to be legal. It's like... Sliced chicken loaf at the, mm. at the deli. It's like 56% chicken. I don't think it's the same thing as that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. <laughs> which Bond was Bart microwaving? I knew like, that like this which, would... Like which actor? Yeah. Um, Sean Connery. Yes, it was. The yeah, White yeah, Tuxedo yeah, Jacket. Yeah, yeah, well yeah. I thought that would stump you, having not seen a was, single Bond film ever. I was, I was about to say, <laughs> this is how stupid that question would have been. You mean like which version of Bond, which character's like, name? Like 007? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What was this? Is when uh, Homer gets distracted by the ice cream. Mm-hmm. The brand is called uh, Native American ice cream, but it says underneath was formerly called this. What was Native American ice cream formerly called? Oh, well, I guess the obvious is like Indian ice cream. Or Big something. Chief Crazy Cone. <laughs> oh God, that's. <laughs> I love the joke they slipped in there that no one yeah. would really pick up on. Yeah, no, I had no I was idea. dancing in front of it most of the time, but yeah, yeah. it's a cool little gag that nice. slipped in there. Uh, final question for me: What mm-hmm. year did Steamboat Itchy get released? Nineteen twenty-eight. No, no oh, wait. Ha ha! Oh it. no, you're right. 1928 was Fuck. when that, that was the Happy first Cat one. was released. That's why one of my questions. Steamboat Itchy. It. One year later. One year. Yeah. Fuck off. Ruined that one. Sorry. Ah. <laughs> I'm uh, so how, happy with that. <laughs> how, how many times had Milhouse and Nelson seen the movie? Uh, was it thir- thirteen and seventeen or something like yeah, that? Script, score three. You know, that's fine. That's fine. No worries. <laughs> They're way down. You, the knowledge, you have so much knowledge, Mitch. Uh, way, it is thirteen and seventeen. Yeah, it is 13 times. And seventeen. Yeah. And finally, how many Academy Awards after eight months did the movie win? Nine. Nine. That is correct. So, a few facts about the episode before we get into the full review. It was written by John Swartzwald. Apparently, he did most of the Itchy and Scratchy cartoon uh, episodes. Okay. And the idea was pitched by Sam Simon. It, the first and third act got a lot of laughs at mm. the table read, but the second apparently didn't get many at all. And Algene was very concerned that they're going to have to do lots and lots of rewrites, but they didn't have to. They just went with it. Yep. And I sort of found that the second act wasn't that funny at all. No. Well, yeah, I guess wasn't as laugh out loud funny there's a lot more jokes packed into the first and the third thirds but I think structurally it still worked well it didn't feel like it was dragging at any point you know what I did find not any part of the main story was mentioned in the first act and that's very rare mm. there was no it was a, a, one whole setup but it, it didn't sort of transition and sort of tease what the, the uh, actual story was going to yeah, be until true. the second act yeah it doesn't happen very often well I guess that's because the story isn't so much that 
Itchy and Scratchy's coming out, the story is trying to discipline Bart. Yeah, so that... Itchy and Scratchy is just more of a antagonist to that. Like, oh, it's used as an antagonistic device, but the main through line is Homer trying to get through to Bart. And we were discussing on the way home from the Yellow family on Monday night, I felt that they went a little bit overboard with making Bart naughty. He acted like a little child. Yeah, like this, the slamming mustard and stuff like that for no reason Pulling at all. Pulling the carpet up. Yeah, Bart's always been a mischievous kind of kid and doesn't do his homework. Doing but pranks, this is but the, this just being naughty. Yeah, this is the first time that we've seen him being destructive for the sake of it, other than his and own. And feeling no remorse for it. And like, it even says, I don't know why I'm doing it, I'm just doing it. And Bart's never really been like that. Yeah. Yeah, there was no sort of end goal for wanting to pull the carpet up. It was just, well, we need Bart to be naughty so Homer can punish him. Yeah. Now, Mike Reese wanted the final Itchy and Scratchy clip from the movie, when you actually see the movie, to be as outrageous and brutal as possible. Mm. And apparently, John Swartzwelder made something that was just absolutely over the top and gross and then never went to air. More now, over the top than decapitating Hitler? Well, now I'm hoping that this is what's going to be aired at Matt Granny's appearance at the Opera House because there's uncut Itchy and Scratchy cartoons. Mm. This could yeah, potentially I'm be one of them. really looking forward to oh, that. I can't wait to see that. Footage of The Simpsons that's never been aired before oh it's going to be so good now uh, the Korean animators were very upset over the scene where they show the Korean animators being at gunpoint and whatnot oh, really? they didn't even want to animate it they wanted to send it back and say you do it yourself they were really upset by it yeah wow yeah I don't, don't know why I'm assuming that's what it would have been well, like <laughs> because it's kind of offensive to their country I suppose people would have been overworked but not to that extent like not, not well, obviously guns not to that stuff. extent but, but, but that's I can see how they would have taken offence to it but it's, it's a slight bit of realism there like, it, they were just shoved into a factory and overworked. And the people that work on the show have come out and said that they were overworked, the, people, yeah. the animators. Fair enough. Yeah, I guess maybe part of it, like they're South Korea, and whenever I see soldiers walking around and making people work at gunpoint, you kind of think North Korea, so they could have yeah. been that, you know, there's, there's, it, it's a nation with a fair bit of tension about it. So it's not like how they took the piss out of Australia. No, we're much it more wasn't, it chill. It was a nice way, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the little gag here, the animators had a, um, a little in-joke when they were animating Steamboat Itchy. They called mm. it Steamboat Lawsuit. Which <laughs> <laughs> so I thought was funny. Well played, yeah. Korean animators. Yeah. Uh, David Silverman was very surprised that they weren't actually sued because it's just a blatant rip-off of Steamboat Willie. Just yeah. completely rip-off. And this is the first appearance of the Bumblebee Man. Oh, is it really? Ever, yeah. That's why it doesn't actually have a name at this point. It's yeah, just, okay. um, what is it? Something Mexican sitcoms. Yeah, uh, Unpredictable Unpredictable, Mexican something sitcoms. like that. Yeah. yeah, it's a funny descriptive word. But, and apparently he's based on some guy called the Red Grasshopper, who was some Mexican comedian. Dude. Sounds like a Power Ranger villain. Exactly right. <laughs> I want that figurine. So that is our facts for the week. Now, we've discussed what we thought about the episode. Do you want to just do one more quick overview? What do you think? Overall, I, I laughed a lot. I thought it was really funny. I thought that Homer is as funny as he normally as he can get in this episode frankly like you got mm-hmm. you had the full range of homer you had slapstick um with the the table getting stuck to him you yep. had giving stupid advice that he thinks is really smart you had him making like trying to take the educa- or the the intellectual high ground but completely missing like that um you know poison pizza oh no i'm not making two stops i thought i would enjoy it more than i did I seem to enjoy this more as a kid than I did going back and reviewing it now. But it's okay. not a bad episode by any means. I just I used to remember enjoying it a lot more than I did. What I did like was the aspect of the uh, the itchy and scratchy movie coming out and just wishing that I got to relive I got to live through a moment like that. Like when Star Wars first came yeah. out there was a massive line out the front door and stuff like what that. What was your favourite part of the episode? I feel like that's a question we should start doing. What, what like what one moment, what joke, what gag did you like the most? Ooh. I liked for some reason, I just really liked it when Homer says 
because you broke grandpa's teeth, he gets to break yours. <laughs> oh, this is going to be sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty damn good. I just really like that moment. I'm yeah. a big fan of the guy falling off the drawbridge in line for the movie. I regret nothing. I regret nothing. Probably not the funniest moments of the whole episode, but they mean something to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, a, a very, very funny episode. So, the original air date was November 3rd, 1992. The chalkboard gag was, I will not bury the new kid. And the couch gag was, the couch just deflates underneath the family when they jump on top of it. So, it kicks off with a very, very funny parody of Star Trek. Star Trek. 12. Was it 12? So very tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, just a piss take on the fact that how old the cast of Star Trek looked in their later movies. Yeah. 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 I complain, but nobody listens. Again, uh, again with the Klingons. It's, it's <laughs> really good William Shatner impression. Yeah. To I, the point that I had to look to see, was that William Shatner? I well, thought the voice was really spot on. Should I look up? Because I think it's Hank Azaria. I, I feel it's got a, a sort of that tone in it. But it doesn't, it doesn't say anything on Wikipedia about William Shatner Even the fact that we've it. just doubted it means that if we're wrong, someone will, someone will correct someone us. Someone Just Mail, for throwing that out. Mailbagerforfingerdiscount.com.au So, Grandpa's watching it with Bart and Lisa. And he, obviously, he's going to be babysitting whilst Homer and Marge go to do the parent-teacher interviews. Mm. Bart flatters Marge, which I thought was a nice little touch because he knows he's going to be naughty. I thought it was good as well. Like, yeah. it was a, it's super quick, but it's a good way to set up. Like, all you see is that they're dressed up. They could be going anywhere. And then you instantly get that rug pull of he's only being nice because he knows that they're going to parent-teacher interviews. Then we get the classic pizza gag. We'll bring back dinner. What are we going to have? Well, that depends on what your teachers say. If you've been good, pizza. If you've been bad... Um, uh, let's see. Poison. What if one of us has been good and one of us has been bad? Poison pizza. Oh, no, I'm not making two stops. So then Homer and Marge, they're bargaining on who gets to talk to Mrs. K, or who doesn't have to talk to Mrs. K, because yep. I know that's what you just don't want to do. They want to talk to Miss Hoover. Homer makes Marge guess. Guess the number between 1 and 150, is it? 37. Though, I mean, no. <laughs> Great delivery from Dan there. And Marge just eventually gives in, USA, USA, Homer's just ecstatic. I, I kind of felt sorry for Marge here, because just once, let her have something, man. She always yeah, has to cop the rough end of the stick, yeah. just always, and she just cops it on the chin. So, they arrive at the interviews, did you see what the sign said? Oh, no, I missed it. I was too busy looking at the groundskeeper Willie and Seymour Skinner's contemptuous glare as the Simpsons walked in. It said, uh, parentage interviews, let's share the blame. Ah, uh, nice. I didn't quite get with Willie there why he just went... Ugh. Is it just because he's just sick of standing there? Well, what's the gag there? No, well, it's knowing that they're the parents of Bart, and Bart would have tormented Willie. I think that's really like, is that what it is? Yeah, because Skinner does it as well. Like they they both kind of look, and it's as Homer and that walk in. It's going, oh boy, this one's going to be trouble. Uh, okay, I just thought it sort of seemed like Willie was sick of being there, just in his kilt. Like he felt felt like he was embarrassed, sort of. He's Scottish. He puts the kilt on on purpose. Yeah, it's not like Skinner so. dresses in that way. Doesn't wear it, I guess because he doesn't wear it at school. He's in the grandscape effort. But anyway, I didn't quite get that. Well, now you do. So Homer barely fits in Lisa's chair because he's just too fat. A really funny visual. It's, it's, yeah, just that big suck in. And <laughs> and I, every, every man has a pair of pants that do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> Muffin top. Yep. <laughs> and it's a great seed plant for the gay later on. Um, Mr. Simpson, we like our chair back, yep. our desk back. Yeah. yeah, that was a good pullback and reveal. What I did like here is Homer... Does something here that Bart normally does. Farting. Farting in the, the armpit. armpit yep. And then thinking he gets away with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that camera shot of everyone leaning away from him and looking at him. And, and him not realising. Him sitting there just sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who did that. <laughs> and he's just twiddling his fingers. Yeah. He's just so <laughs> proud of himself. It's just so good. And then Mrs. K starts showing weapons to Marge and runs through Bart's offences. Yeah. What was your favourite offence that he did? Uh, replacing my birth t- control pills yeah. with Tic Tacs. That was mine as well. I loved... In the setup here, the fact that instantly 
Marge and Edna are one-on-one as opposed to Homer being in a group. And it, it, like straight away, it oh, of course, give, yeah. Straight away, it gives some more credence to just how serious this is that but we've had to we've had to ask the other parents to leave the room so we can run through these. I've never known a parent teacher interview to include the full class like that. That's really bizarre. That would never happen in Australia. No, I wouldn't have thought. They're, I'm pretty sure they're always. Would one it on happen one. in America? Don't know. Let us know if you're from America, or from England, anywhere but Australia. Do you do par- have parent teacher interviews where the, all the parents are in the room together? Maybe they start off and then go one by one. By one. I'm not too sure. Maybe. Now, I did like too that well, it's, it is good and it's bad. Marge immediately defends Bart. Yeah. She tries to justify it. Yeah. yeah I, it's good that she defends him, but it's bad that she's willing to try and justify it. As in the sense that, well, not justify it, but try and say, well, it's he doesn't mean to be bad. Well, he, obviously, he doesn't because it cuts straight to Bart. Now's that time to Now's be bad. Now's the time to be bad. <laughs> Which I thought was a funny cutaway. Yeah. But Marge always justifies Bart's behaviour and Homer's behaviour to an extent, especially to her sisters and stuff. And I suppose that's not good. Well, you know, what else are you going to do as a mother, though? Yeah. It's like she's given up. Just, just go... Just f- accepts it. Just go full cops. <laughs> like, that little boy is nothing but trouble. But it does fit Marge's character where she tries to see the positive in everybody. She's always... She never really sees... Mm. Highlights someone's negatives. Yeah. Yeah, and she never really likes to speak badly about something. No, either. not at all. No. Did you notice there was a Ralph adult in front of Homer? So, obviously, Ralph sits in mm. front of Lisa. They hadn't obviously decided that Chief Wigan was his dad yet. He's got the last name Wigan, but there was a grown adult that yeah, looked like Ralph. that's true. Unless that's just one of those little animation snafus that sort so, of works its way through. For that, for that game at Korean Studios, we'll fucking get you back. Yeah. He's a giant <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> um, so, then Homer... Miss Hoover's just raving about Lisa and Homer's... Mm. I've always been a firm believer in the three R's. One of them doesn't begin with R. Well, I've always been a firm believer in the three R's. Reading TV Guide, um, writing to TV Guide, and renewing TV Guide. I love the way that he's... He, it dawns on I did read to her. Yeah. <laughs> takes Eight credit. o'clock. Happy days. <laughs> the Fonz, Henry Winkler, is worried he's losing his cool. <laughs> Mrs. K then brings in a witness to show where the fireworks went. <laughs> That's <laughs> hilarious. Where did Bart Just put the fireworks? For, for people that haven't seen it, so sh- yeah, she has like a little stuffed doll version of the boy, which is what I love. Like, it's his own face that's on this doll that she's got it specially made up for it. Yeah. it just You just see him start to point and then it comes and, to and a close... hands in his pocket looking yeah, down all over us. Closes up. Cups to a close-up on Marge. It's just... <gasps> you know what that moment reminds me of? I remember watching that as a kid. And my dad mm. was in the room and I said, Dad, where did he stick it? He's like, where do you think? <laughs> I always just remember that moment. There's a, there was a guy, oh, I can't remember what his name was. It was Chris. I think it was Chris someone. A comedian who once ended the, uh, like he had a show in Montreal where he ended the show by sticking a firework up his ass, turning around, having sh- like having sparks shoot out of it while he's saying there's no business like show business. I would pay to see that. Yeah. He should end every show like this. He should. <laughs> he's still alive. Uh, I think he. I think he's still going around. He's spoken about every now and then, but I don't know if he's still performing. There's no business. <laughs> I, had, um, I heard this slightly off topic, but years ago I heard Daniel Kitson on the radio, and he was talking about how he was comparing or hosting a, sh- a night where that guy was on, and he got relentlessly heckled within the first few minutes to the point that he left and had to leave the stage, and he came back to this crowd and he's like, "You do realize that." His act finishes with him putting a firework <laughs> up his ass and you know ruined and it. turning it on. To which someone replied, "Well, why didn't he start with that?" <laughs> Great response. <laughs> <laughs> so then Bart steals Grandpa's teeth, the first of his naughty acts for the episode. I like the rhyme. 
Over the lips and past the gums. Look yeah. at dentures. Here I comes. I like that Lisa laughs at it. So she first, yeah. at first she says, or she sees the the moral ground. You shouldn't do that or whatever. Mm. Oh, that's gross. And then she laughs at it when she sees him. Yep. The, the, the sound he makes, the... Yeah. <laughs> so good. And he turns around and scares Maggie. She yeah. just runs away. Fuck, that was really, really funny. Then Homer gets the um, My Child's on the Honor Roll at Springfield Elementary sticker. Yep. I love the gag about the then, bumper stickers. Oh, yeah, I never right. thought I'd find a replacement for my where's the beef bumper sticker. <laughs> where's the it beef? It laughs at it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the table gag that we mentioned already with it being stuck around his waist. And then we cut to the Bart flying around on the fan, yep. which is a really, really, really well animated. Yeah. Just going around and around. What's the music in the background? Oh, That's like circus when shit's going yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it's called. It's great music though. Yeah. Cut back to the classroom. We've got Marge doing Bart's standard punishment of just writing lines on the chalkboard. I, just thought, I really don't see how this is supposed to help Bart. Just do it. Homer <laughs> <laughs> walks in, busted, <laughs> rubs it in her face when he was the one, oh, such a dickhead. But yeah. anyway, so then Mrs. K suggests that they, sh- they should start punishing Bart yeah, the and being more firm with him. The problem is discipline. He's the boy you love to hate. Yeah, I love that like, Homer speaks about him in catchphrase like it's the Fox marketing department. <laughs> You would never say that about your own son. I thought it was kind of odd that Mrs. K would say he could be the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Who the fuck would ever think of saying that? Yeah, true. I think part of the joke there, though, is that Homer actually reels off three of them. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Like, just, you know, Homer is such an oaf and an idiot. One of them's last name is Berger, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. Warren Berger. Mm, Berger. They are all real Chief Justice names, by the way, just for... For anyone that might be curious. They've started to really use that mmm gag quite a bit. Well, yeah. My favourite one is still mmm fattening. <laughs> <laughs> so then Marge imagines what uh, Bart best, would be like as Bang Bang Bart. Best one ever for me, sorry, is mmm something. What's that one from? I don't, I don't even know what episode it's from. I just know that it happens. We'll freaky act that later. <laughs> so uh, Marge imagines Bart as Bang Bang Bart. Yep. This is my favourite future Bart. More of me to love, baby. More of me to love, baby. And <laughs> thrusting towards him. Oh, so good. <laughs> Then Bart is this is now this is where it starts to get to sort of nonsensical nonsensical uh, actions. We're biting chunks out of LPs. Yeah, like, and just spitting them of, across. What's the point of doing that? It just seems a bit too much for Bart. I guess they needed him to be spitting something to be able to break the teeth. Yeah, but did he need to? He didn't need to. Spit. Well, yeah, I suppose they could. If they came home, out. he said he could have just spat it out. Yeah, he didn't need to be biting things. Yeah, beforehand. Anyway, well, what else are you going to do with giant teeth, Dando? But bite things. That is true. Once you've smiled at a few things. Or if you're things. a turtle, you can just run away. Yeah. <laughs> the turtle's got my teeth. So the parents arrive. He spits out the teeth. And as we said, he breaks them, sticks them all together with tape. Does a and pretty quick job of it. slams them into grandpa's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> yeah, the tape sticking out. <laughs> so as the parents walk in, Bart's acting all casual. Gee, time flies when you're reading the, the Bible. Bible. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> then grandpa's still uh, yelling gibberish. Yeah. Homer's line here. If you don't start making more sense, we're going to have to put you in a home. You already put me in a home. Then we'll put you in the crooked home he saw in 60 minutes. I'll be good. Grandpa was great. He's only using the first like five minutes, but he's really great in this episode. Mm. Uh, so the family go to eat pizza in the kitchen, and Grandpa reveals that Bart ruined his teeth. Dad, you and your stories. Bart broke my teeth. The nurses are stealing my money. This thing on my neck is getting bigger. Take that back. I think that's probably my favorite line. The nurses are stealing my money. That no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then Marge is annoyed that Homer does, just doesn't give a shit. You know, your son's done something wrong. You're not doing anything about it. Mm. Homer gets sucked in by Bart's look. He's doing the same look yeah. that the kid was doing before he pointed with the fireworks. Were, yeah. Just twisting little, his feet. Little puppy dog eyes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the kid He's was doing- learned his lesson. Let's get him a present. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Marge just pleads, Homer, can you please do something? Homer gives in. 
This is where you get with my last. All right, boy. Since you broke grandpa's teeth, he gets to break yours. <laughs> this is going to be sweet. <laughs> Grandpa's so looking forward to it. That's what I loved about it so much. Marge says no um, food before. Well, you have to go to bed before you supper. You get no supper at all. Yeah. Bart just does not believe right I'll, you'll, I'll be eating in five minutes. Bart, stop being confident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he cuts the grandpa. Oh, no. It just stuck to his yep. forehead. <laughs> And then this is the moment we discussed on the way home from the radio the other night. Yeah, this is one of my favorite Homer moments of all time. Yeah. I'm starving. Somebody bring me some food quick. Cut to Homer flying up the stairs. <laughs> I'm a coming boy. Great animation, holding it stretched right out, yep. trying to get there as far as he yep. possibly can. Oh, to so which Marge has to scream, stop him from going up. Homer, just, get back here. I just love that instant caving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a it's, well, you said it was like you know when, what, when your dog wants something. It is, yeah. It's... Part of why I like Homer so much in this episode, actually, is you don't see very often Homer showing love for Bart. And while it might be misguided in that there's a complete lack of, of any discipline, you see that the reason, uh, largely, it's because Homer does love him and he can't bring himself to discipline him. Yeah, I know. But to be a good father, you have to be able well, to I'm not saying... By no means am I saying that he's it's being right. A, the right thing to do. <laughs> but, I mean, like it, it adds a sweetness to Homer that... There's not just this outward aggression that you you know so often displays to Bart with the yeah, choking yeah, yeah. and all that sort of thing. Like he buys him an ice cream and stuff like that. Yeah. As well at the front. What I also like too about that scene when Bart's pleading is that they planted the seed of Santa's little helper asleep at the foot of the table. Yeah. So that they can cut to the next shot of Bart looking through the wardrobe, turning around, and what's the word when you imagine something? Hallucinate. Hallucinating. Yeah. Hallucinates and thinks that the dog is a pizza box. Mm. Scares the dog. The dog runs away. Bart's just that hungry. And then the, all the lights are turned off. Now or this fantasize. 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 Yeah. Word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's just, just delir- he's just delirious, basically. Just rolling through a thesaurus here. So, so all the all the lights are off, and Bart sort of realised, shit, I've actually been punished here. Yeah. I'm not going to get what I want. I've, and it's never happened to Bart before. And just before he finally acknowledges that he needs to straighten... Straighten up and fly right. Homer walks in and interrupts. And then this was a moment where I really disliked Bart, because Homer was doing a really good thing for him, and he just blatantly lied to his face. And I know it's meant to be funny, and it probably is funny to an extent, but it's... It just makes Bart come across as such a little shithead. I don't think it is meant to be funny, personally. You don't reckon? No, it was a tender moment from Homer. Yeah, the music cue and everything. It's not played for laughs by any means. I guess that's probably why they had the next shot, just so they sort of end the act on something funny. Well, well, if it isn't the Tooth Fairy. I really like the animation on the gun, by the way. Yes, the way it's... Yeah, the sound and everything, yeah. And when you first see it, you're almost looking down the barrel of it, but not so much that it's threatening, sort of off to a 45... Yeah, Yeah. it's really well done. So, come back from commercial, and straight away, this is where they kick into the main plot. Yeah. Because not mentioned at all in the first act, which, as we said, isn't something that happens very often. I disagree. As I said before, the main plot isn't about the what, it's about the how of of, of everything going on. The, The plot is Bart not behaving. I can agree Itchy with that. Itchy and Scratchy is not the point as much as it's the title of the episode. Yeah, I can agree. Yeah, okay. So, uh, it's the Itchy and Scratchy movie commercial, the trailer for it. Mm-hmm. Lisa calls out to Bart, and Bart's again being naughty, melting the action figure. Melting in, a James Bond action figure. In the microwave. And really good um, Blofeld reference. You, That's one thing you wouldn't have picked up on necessarily, not having seen Bond, but um, having the cat sort of sitting there stroking it is... It's um, from, I've seen that shot, like the, the yeah, still injured, so that's yeah. from that one, is it? That movie. Uh, it's from a couple, but um, Donald Pleasance plays Blofeld you okay. know, in one of the movies, and someone else plays him in another one. But yeah, that very much... Mr. Bigglesworth is a parody of that from Austin yeah, Powers as yeah, well. Yeah, And then so, obviously, Lisa's yelled out to Bart. Bart runs in. Another way of making him seem selfish, he just gets in her way. Yeah. It's all about him. He has to see everything that's on the television. Well, obviously, he's very excited as well. When they're all excited about seeing the trailer, I think this is how I would have reacted had a Simpsons movie came out in the golden era. Mm. Can you imagine how fucking huge that would have been? 
Yeah, it would have been monstrous. Say like 1995, 1996, a Simpsons movie came out. That's when the first one should have come out, in yeah. my opinion. It would have been enormous. It yeah. just would have been so much fun. So Homer then asked Bart about taking out the garbage. you take out the garbage? Yes. Just lies blatantly to his face again. There's goats in the kitchen. Goats in the kitchen. I love that. And this is where Bart's really starting to take advantage of Homer. And yeah. the funny thing is that it's, you know now that it will eventually backfire. So they have to keep doing it so that it will backfire to the extent in which he mm. bans him from the Itchy and Scratchy movie. Uh, he fools Homer again. He's not punishing him. You could punish me, but that means sitting around, thinking up a con- punishment, and making sure that I do it. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work. But I mean, you could be sitting around watching Mexican sitcoms. <laughs> right along, you little scamp. <laughs> just completely forgotten about it. We then get the shot of the billboard yes. on the way out. The itchy and scratchy billboard with blood spurting out of it. And I love in this, like the blood spurts out, douses some newlyweds, and they like first are shocked, and then they look up. It's just... <laughs> you know, like that's just a, show- a real billboard that existed. Oh, really? No, yeah, it shot out. I know it was blood. Uh, it was a Kill Bill. Was it the Kill Bill one? Oh, Kill Bill might have, but I mean, this came out a long way before Kill Bill. Yeah, did. I know this wasn't copying anything, but I think mm. something copied it. I'm pretty sure it might have been Kill Bill and there's blood squirting out. I think Tarantino did it, but I could be wrong, but definitely there was a billboard that copied this. Yeah, okay. Action, I thought it was pretty cool. Then it cuts to Bart squishing the mustard, singing mm. Jingle Bells, which is just, I don't know, a bit ridiculous, but anyway, had to get him doing something naughty. Homer's about to punish him again, but then gets distracted by the ice cream truck. Oh, <laughs> me first, me first. I was here first. <laughs> There's something about ice cream trucks though, isn't it? When you're a kid and you hear those bells, you, you're not hungry. And all of a sudden you hear those bells and you want a fucking ice cream. I just want an ice cream all the time. Frankly, I don't necessarily need the truck. Well, dri- <laughs> if, if I just had ice cream in the freezer, walking past would be enough for me. We're driving home from the yellow family. You want anything from the survey man? And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm pretty good. Uh, okay, no worries. We'll just pull in anyway. Mitch is like, I want a celebratory ice cream. <laughs> well, the interview had gone well. What better way to celebrate than a golden gay time on the way home? I had a rainbow paddle pop. <laughs> and they were both delicious. Yeah, they were. Your rainbow is just caramel. That blew my mind when I realized that. Really? Yeah. It is too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I had no idea when I was a child. It wasn't until I was about 17 that I was like, this is just caramel. It really is. The colors mean nothing. <sighs> It's like... <laughs> Look at you. I've taken all momentum away from your it's, life. It's taken a part of my childhood. <laughs> I've, I've, uh, let's just, let's just the move thing on. Is let's I just move on. The thing is, I don't think they there is a caramel paddle pop. I don't think they sell one. Well, it doesn't say... It says rainbow on the packet, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I mean, like, they don't have a separate caramel one. That would have been the ultimate prank if caramel wasn't selling. The so curtain they just has did, been pulled back. So then they just did rainbow. Well, thank you for ruining paddle pops from you. But they still taste good. Well, they're, they're still, still tasty. They still look good. pointed it out. So then it cuts to Speaking Homer. Speaking of things that are tasty, by the way, Lisa and Marge coming back inside uh, in the, the in the next bit. Lisa screaming out, we got beets. Oh, it's just before that. We've got Homer and Bart eating ice cream at, at the front. Oh, sorry. That's right. jury duty. Yeah. And do you know, how does Homer get out of jury duty? Uh, just tells them you're prejudiced against all races. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then Bart pulls up the carpet, which is another, sh- this is worse than the mustard. It's just mm. like, what are you doing this for? But yeah, we got beets. Is that a gag I'm missing? I uh, I don't get what's funny well, about it. It's beetroot. Like I know that I know she's excited. She's excited she, she, over she something be- that you would never be excited about in a million years. Is that just why it's meant to be funny? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all. It's just it's just I don't a know sort of thing. It was a reference to something or whatever. Not that I'm aware of. Like yeah. it's for me, I think it's just that that they've come back from the supermarket and, and I like, say every time Nicola buys beetroot, what's the most bland item that a kid would be excited about? As much as my wife loves beetroot, it's one of her favourite. That or sprouts. Yeah, sprouts would have worked as well. I sort of see this, though, not as a seed plant, but it fits Lisa's character before she's actually come out as vegetarian. Yeah. It's just one of those things that you sort of... I was about to say before, well, she's vegetarian, but I'm like, oh, she hasn't actually become one yet. Mm. So it was really cool. I sort of slipped that in. Marge then demands that, you know, Bart needs to be punished. But Homer, do something. He's lift, He's pulling up the carpet. Why aren't you doing anything? How could... 
could you let this happen? How could you let this happen? I wasn't here. Oh, how convenient. Homer, do you want your son to become Chief Justice of the Supreme Court or a sleazy male stripper? Can he be both, like the late Earl Warren? Earl Warren wasn't a stripper. Now, who's being naive? And Homer eventually vows to make the next punishment stick. I promise the next time I punish him, it'll stick. Bart's then watching uh, a little, like, not a documentary, like a little news feature kind of thing. It's Ion Springfield. It's Ion Springfield, is it? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was Kent Brockman. No, because okay. we have the man um, that's been hiccuping for 35 ah, years or whatever it yes. is. <laughs> but Kill but me. First, yeah. Kill me. <laughs> Kill me. Have you ever said that when you've hiccuped? Yes. Not over and over again, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Uh, so Bart's then watching it as on TV, as we said. We get the animated studio that they're really upset about, that little shot of the, them being at gunpoint. Yep. How American cartoons are made. Not, not just gunpoint, bayonet point as yeah. well. <laughs> it's sort of like... It's was, a nice throwback to like 1940s era of weaponry. Was this a tongue-in-cheek joke at themselves? In that they get all their work done for cheap over in in Korea. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah, just to a slight extent. So, now, I don't quite know if this is a reference to anything or if this is just meant to be ridiculous, but Al Capone dancing on the pole. Okay, so what that is, so it's like 1928, the, the year you might happened, have seen yeah. Al, Capone, Al Capone dancing in Charleston on top of a flagpole. Yep. So, what that is, is like your traditional news thing of like, the year was 1938, that's the year that you might have seen Donald Bradman doing something or other with someone else. So, it's like they've, you know, riding far lap down the home stretch. So, it was like they've taken three things that were very popular in 1928 and mashed them together for a sentence. Yep. And then the joke is that they've also gone to the effort of doing a dramatization of that. Yep. So, Al Capone, big. Charleston, big. I presume flagpoles were also big at the time. Okay. Uh, also, we get the first scratchy cartoon, which apparently didn't do very well. It was just Happy Cat or something it was called. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just... I love that. It's... Like, they set that up and you're like, oh, you know, how quaint. It's just this cartoon of a cat walking down the street and everyone liked it. It comes back, the film did very poorly. <laughs> <laughs> so, a year later, they added the um, the naughty mouse, as they said, and um, Steamboat Itchy. Itchy, yep. But it's a parody of Steamboat Willie. It's just a blatant ripoff of Steamboat Willie. Yeah. Just design everything. Yeah. So, then I love Apart how- from what happens the, yeah. the kneecapping and yeah. being thrown into the fire I love how Scratchy walks in and does the exact same thing as Happy Cat yeah. it's just they've just done the, they've just used the same animation basically the kids laugh as Maggie slips away yeah so you sort of think well, where's Maggie going then they have the Hitler cartoon yeah god that's violent yes very violent <laughs> my favourite part of it all though is that they get Roosevelt to come in and start kicking him while he's down. Yep. Hilarious. What I liked about it, from an animation perspective, is they had them drawn differently. Yeah, I was going to say that for both of the cartoons. How they've evolved. Yeah, yeah. they did a great job of mimicking what 1940s... Late... Well, what 1940s... I was going to say for the first one, what late 1920s cartoons Oh, for that one, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, And then for this one... It's very much got that kind of propaganda feel, like the pastel-y colours, the browns... Looks like Tom and Jerry. Does look a little bit like Tom and Jerry, but also like any kind of 1940s propaganda poster. Yep. Even um, if you watch Captain America, like some of the, the some of the vibes of the Captain America the big cartoons. eyes, the big pupils. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was just a nice touch that they didn't have to do, but they did it because they're the Simpsons and they're awesome. So then Homer walks in and questions where Maggie is. Uh, you, look, you look after Maggie? Yes. Sounds where is like she? something you'd have told me to do. Yeah. <laughs> Cuts to her driving. As far fetched as this is, it's just fun. hilarious. It's just hilarious. Isn't that cute? A baby driving a car. And look, there's a dog driving a bus. And I just love Maggie sort of giving, the, not the bird, yeah. but just, what do you call that? You, I don't know. I've never, like that the hand gesture, hand gesture of, under the neck. Yeah, just screw you, man. Yeah. Your mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's one that I've not seen before. 
But yeah, Out, outside of The Simpsons. Yeah, it's just called Maggie. Just And then she breaks and uh, crashes into the prison and they yeah. all escape. Has a little nap on the airbag. And then Snake, well, all right, time for a crime spree. Plants a seat because you actually see... See him later. It's a throwback, but it's like 30 seconds later, but yeah. it's just a funny touch. Another little nice animation touch that I like. when it, So it comes from there back to the family house and you see the car uh, in the driveway all crumpled. I didn't even notice like that. The, the, yeah. They've gone to the effort of smashing the bonnet up. Homer then says, it's time for the worst punishment I'm ever going to give you. And I like that Bart starts getting concerned. Yeah. Because Homer never seems like he means it. Yeah. And it's really That's great. because Bart knows the structure of threes. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. got away with it twice, which means <laughs> the third time, <laughs> as far as storytelling goes, I have to be punished. Uh, it's just great animation of when he says, you know, you can't see that movie ever. And he rips the ticket and it mm. falls in front of his falls face. down in little Really, tatters. really great animation. And then Snake run past the window, obviously. Yep. Oh, no. Oh, no. Beta. <laughs> <laughs> Which, even in 1992, was a shit thing to happen. Even in 2000... I love that Betamax is still... Like, even now, I can still laugh at that. I hope that that's a, a reference that enough people still understand and will continue to understand forever. Do you know what I, my favourite dead medium... like Laserdisc? Laserdisc. Yeah. I, love, I love Laserdisc. They I've, look awesome. I've never had one. I've never seen one. Just the quality is amazing, but it's just, they're too big. I don't know. And they were really expensive. They had apparently. multiple sides, didn't they? Yeah. I I've heard like you'd have to get up and flip yes, the disc over yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. But they were the first version of a DVD. Yeah. But I've got the ET one and it's just, it looks like a record. It's just, it's really, really awesome. Yeah, I love cool. the disc. So cut back from commercial and Bart please to Homer. Just give me a bit. Just, just give, give me a spanking. spanking. Don't point that thing at me. <laughs> oh, just go nuts. <laughs> Pulls his pants down. Nice touch here that Lisa defends Bart. Yeah. Because even she can see that fuck this is this is big, like this, this is, is huge. huge this is like yeah. a big deal you know how would you like it if you missed the moon landing <laughs> yummy 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 i got love in my tummy and i feel like i'm loving you do you reckon it'll ever come out that that never really happened what no it did happen you reckon don't even <laughs> i swear to god i will walk out on my own show if you start throwing <laughs> conspiracy shit like that at me. i knew I've, you've said to me once before that you hate the conspiracy i thought i'd throw it out there <laughs> <laughs> i love that after Homer's flashback, it comes back and he's still singing in his head. Like, I love when Homer has a flashback and he just completely forgets where he is. Yep, yep, yep. So, it's the opening day of the movie. And as I said earlier, I wish I got to experience this. Just that excitement of... Because before movies got leaked and all that kind of stuff, yep. you could download it. You had to go line up. Kind of experience it with Star Wars Force Awakens. I lined up for six hours. Yeah. I've. What have I done it for in the past? Oh, okay. sporting events. But I, I feel like the biggest one so far in my life was The Dark Knight. Like that was the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Dark the Dark Knight. Knight. That was huge. Yeah, when I that was coming out, I didn't see it till it came out on Blu-ray. That, oh, really? yeah. no, that was that was like one of the most open, one of the most exciting opening weeks I've ever been involved in. Why do you think? Just because you're a Batman fan? Was not, it, was the anticipation? Just. Was the anticipation? I mean, it was there? largely that. I mean, Batman Begins was good. The they just did a perfect job with marketing of leaking the right amount of info. They didn't give the movie away, but they told you enough about what was going on. There was all that talk about how great Heath Ledger was going to be. And Was he dead when the movie came out? Y- yes. So that would have helped? Yeah. As, as, well, unfortunate, <laughs> as unfortunate as that is, that would have helped for sure. Yeah. It, it, that definitely helped Fast and the Furious 6 or whatever. It was, it was a 7 where... Uh, oh, Paul Walker. Paul Walker unfortunately yep. passed away just beforehand. Yeah. Yep. So, as we said, the opening day of the movie, and we've got your favourite moment, the bridge opening. I regret nothing. And the line ends out the front of the house. Yeah. And Homer starts telling the story about how he he wanted something in his... Someday, 
Oh, uh, no, no, before that, I love the, someday you'll thank me for this, not bloody likely. Yeah, yeah. I like that because every parent ever, when they hand a punishment down, it's like, someday you'll understand, and I just love calling them out on it. It's like, no, 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 no. So, he starts telling the story about how he wanted something really bad, so he just- When I was a boy, breath. I wanted to catch his mint, but my dad wouldn't get it for me, so I held my breath until I passed out and banged my head on the coffee table. The doctor says I might have brain damage. <laughs> Dad, what's the point of this story? I like stories. I like stories. <laughs> Great Homer advice. And then like, Homer says that, you know, you can just watch TV. TV sucks. I know you're upset right now, so I pretend you didn't say that. <laughs> and then what do we get next about watching TV? And is it something about box making? The master craftsman can make three boxes in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just completely bored by it. He's just like, you know what? All I need is my imagination. You have nothing beat the imagination of a 10-year-old boy and just got nothing. I love that they look at him. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> They've got nothing. So, um, then Lisa comes home with all the merch and everything. That's exactly what I would have been like had the Simpsons movie come out and I've yep. gone seen it back in the day. Something I mentioned to you the other night, a really great joke here that completely went over my head as a kid. How was it? It wasn't that great. Be honest. It was the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. And you wouldn't believe the celebrities who did cameos. Dustin Hoffman, Michael Jackson. Of course, they didn't use their real names, but you could tell it was them. Lisa. Sorry, Bart. How great is that? Yeah. Oh, just... When I, first, when I was watching it for the review, I was like, fuck, yes. I joked that I didn't get as a kid. <laughs> I fucking love it. It was just really, really well done. They put that in there. And, and obviously, it's a joke, too, that if you're not a diehard Simpsons fan, you might not even know it. Hmm. People listen to the show know what the joke is anyway. People are going into yeah. it. So then Bart reads the book at school because he can't go see the movie. Reading the novelization, how big is it? It's oh, like it's War and Peace. Yeah, but it's just not the same. And then Milhouse and Nelson walk in. Well, I've seen the Itchy and Scratchy movie 13 times. I've seen it 17 times. You guys must be getting pretty tired of that movie by now. No one who saw the movie would say that. Let's get him! Ah! Ah! Two people who don't like each other, Milhouse and Nelson, team up. Like the, the movie brings them together. <laughs> and not only that, Milhouse getting his best friend. Yeah, exactly. So then even Marge, I think it's been a few months, two months at this point. Yeah. Even she says, look, I'm proud of you that you've stuck to it, but I think it's time to let Bart see the movie mm. because look, look at him. He's just not the same kid anymore. Lisa's line, he has the demented melancholy of a Tennessee Williams heroine. <laughs> Love that. That's a joke that I didn't really understand. Well, it's a little throwback to Streetcar Named Desire, Tennessee ah, Williams. Okay. was the author. Homer then just refuses, which is good for him. It's good that he stuck to his gun for mm. a change. It's just if it was a good moment for his character. But that's Homer's. It, it's telling of how stubborn Homer is. By this point, it's less about Homer sticking to his guns and more about the fact that Homer just he always wants it his own way. And once he's decided that this is what he wants, then there's no going back on it. So then Bart tries to sneak in. Oh, you know, hush, hush. One for each and scratch. Promise your dad we wouldn't. Yeah. So then Brockman is reporting that, you know, finally after eight months, the movie is finally finished. One thing here, I know it's 1992, but still, why did it take Bart 40 years to see the movie? Couldn't you have just got it on VHS when it came out of the shop? Oh, were they... Well, I mean, yes. Were VHS out? Yes, No, I were. know they were out, but like in the early 90s, was it, it still wasn't necessarily at the point that everyone had one. They've watched movies on the... They've watched tapes on the show before. Homemade videos. Which is still a VHS. <laughs> well, maybe they just plug the camera into the no, thing. No, they plug tapes in. The, don't, don't come at me <laughs> que- questioning reality. In the early 90s, videos were still expensive. But if he wanted to, he could probably... Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But what, did, did you hear who was in the movie that's coming out after... Liza Minnelli and Mickey Rock. <laughs> will it be a success? Only oh, time will we'll tell. tell. <laughs> I highly doubt it. 
but is then very impressed with Homer's dedication. He's like, you know what? I guess you won, Dad. You know, you've done it. And Homer says, you know, I've taught you a valuable lesson by doing this. And flash forward 40 years. Mm-hmm. I did like they had a land speeder yeah. going down the street. Pretty cool. Reference to Star Wars. And Bart is the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Yep. One Chief Justice, one Senior Citizen. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I liked here is that future Homer, the way he's drawn, doesn't look much like Abe, but he looks a lot like Professor Farnsworth. Yeah, he really does. Yeah. Mm. Just look like a wrinkled up prune. Yeah. Just without the glasses. If you gave him glasses that you couldn't see, it probably would Pretty look much like, would have yeah. been it, yeah. Good news, boy. <laughs> They're playing the movie. <laughs> yeah. One Soylent Green. Hold the butter. Mmm. Soylent Green. They start watching the movie, and it's pretty disappointing, really. It's not very brutal at all. Not really brutal, but there was one great gag within the movie that I really liked. Yeah. And that's that. So, Itchy. It's the train skit. Yeah, but it's more like he ties him up. He then goes off to get his diploma so he can then get be able to drive the train to run him over. I love that he takes the time to go home and hang his diploma up on the wall. That yeah, bit's that funny. True. Like that there's a pride in there in amongst in amongst just wanting to kill him. He's like, hmm, I'm going to put this up and <laughs> enjoy it. And now it's time to go kill him. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then Homer says, which one's the mouse? Itchy. Itchy. Itchy's a jerk. <laughs> yeah. It was a nice way to end the episode. Overall, I would call this a Homer episode more than a Bart episode. Homer's definitely got more of an arc. Yeah. Homer plays more of a key role in this than Bart does. Yep. Yeah. He's more of a driving force. Yeah, yeah. But all in all, a really, really funny episode has some standout moments that probably aren't as funny to everyone as to us, like the I regret nothing and things yep. like that. It's not one of my favorite episodes from season four, but it's definitely worth going out and checking out. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, look, I I really liked it. I I don't know. I I went in with lower expectations than you had. I think, um, and yep. maybe as a result, I actually liked it a lot more. I just didn't like the fact that they when they I don't like when they get characters and make them not the complete opposite of what they normally are, but really overdo it. Yeah, it was exaggerated, but it actually wasn't. I don't know. Watching it didn't feel like it was as far exaggerated as I'd actually built it out to be in my head. Okay. So again, it's just a matter of perception going in. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned that movie price inflation is really going to bite hard in around about 2030. Unless you're the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Well, yeah. I learned that melting action figurines in microwaves looks incredibly fun and I want to try it out. <laughs> just just make sure there's no metal in there and you'll <laughs> exactly, be fine. Yeah. Hang on, there's a good YouTube series. Will it melt? To go along with will it blend? Let's, do you want to do it? Microwave that. It's a mail! It's here! Ooh! Okay, before we get into today's mailbag, we need to throw a couple of shout outs. So, our donors this week are none other than Jennifer Price and Mr. Seth Weens. Now, Seth, a huge, huge thank you to you, mate, because your donation was incredibly generous and we really do appreciate it. So, thumbs up to Seth Weens and Jennifer Price. You guys are awesome. If you'd like to send a couple of dollars our way, you can go to fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash donate or you can just purchase our premium podcast. They are available right now for just a dollar do per episode at the moment. It's Bart versus Australia and you only move twice. Fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash premium dash podcast. Now, Mitch, it's time for the mailbag. So, what have you got for us this week, Mitch? I kick it off uh, with a Simpsons-based story from Eleanor. Eleanor. Uh, hey guys, recently found your podcast and has made my long drive to uni go from unbearable to something that she looks forward to. I actually thought that that was going to be one of those really like middle of the road compliments. Like it's gone from unbearable to just okay. <laughs> um, I actually, sorry on that. I, I read a great uh, review in iTunes the other day. It was um, These guys are better than dirt. 
Well, not that store, but store board. <laughs> you know, can't compete with that stuff. It's got nutrients and stuff. Can't compete with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, she wanted to add uh, to the Simpsons stories in real life, as I mentioned. So, earlier this year, she started dating a guy. Only a couple of dates in. It was Valentine's Day. Always a lot of pressure when that happens early in a relationship. Um, into, I don't even know what the... Early what? in a relationship or late. I reckon you want to hit Valentine's Day at like the four-month mark. I started uh, dating Nicola in on April 30th. So... It was almost a full year. Yeah, but that, so again, like I feel like a full year in, you need to do a really good job on Valentine's Day because you've been together for nearly a year. You know what I did? I what? proposed. Well, that's um, hard to top. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for Valentine's Day, uh, he's picked her up to go to the outdoor cinema and as a gift, gave her a choo-choo-choose-me card that he'd printed off the internet specially for her. We're still together and he honestly, sorry, she honestly thinks that the card is what cemented the relationship. Nothing keeps a relationship going like Simpsons references, especially Lisa references, her favourite character. Unless they like characters you don't like. I suppose that's a good thing. You don't want to like mm. everything the same. Yeah. Yeah, I... I don't know. There are, there aren't a lot of Simpsons references in our day to day life, but when Ash does pull one out, it's like my. It just makes the week better. Oh yeah, I love it when Nicola when Nicola says yes. It, I just, like, <laughs> it just makes me so happy inside yeah. that I've converted her. Nice. Because Nicola wasn't a Simpsons fan at all before I met her. Anyway, yeah. yeah, it's great. Does she feel the same way when you make a Friends reference at her? Like sometimes. Like, like I don't think if, it, I don't if think if it makes her feel so happy inside, but she gets it. If you guys are having <laughs> some form of argument and you kind of come at her with your elbows, giving it the. Oh no, no! It was like if she's angry at me, I'm like, "Could you be any prettier?" Like, <laughs> I'm angry at you. you, you Stop being early season Chandler, yeah. you charming <laughs> jerk. Can I just say you were mentioning before? I don't know what it was, but it came into my head. Oh, the comment that the guy said about the um dirt, the dirt, the dirt. Yeah. Someone posted on our Matt Groening giveaway because we're giving away a double pass. Um, here are two free passes, but there are five of us. I said, "Here are two free passes." <laughs> So, well played, sir, whoever nice. that was. So, next question. Uh, or oh, first question. Yeah, yeah, sorry. The first question that we've got in the mailbag today comes in from Steve Richards, and he would like to know, in our opinion, were Donald Trump and Montgomery Burns to be opposing each other in the presidential race? Who do you think would win and why? And we're just got to assume that Monty Burns isn't a Simpsons character in the real world because everyone just vote for him purely because he's a Simpsons character. Oh, yeah, yeah. In the Springfield universe or the real world universe? Let's go Springfield universe. I think... Ooh. They both, they both took the same angle. And I say taxes are too high. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't... I think Springfield are very anti-immigrant. Immigrants. Immigrant? No, they say immigrant. That's mm. what Mo says. Them immigrants... Yeah, there are a few references to, to deportation and all that sort of stuff. Any most immigrants that they have are working I think cheap he would labor. Win them over with these immigration policies. Okay, what would you? Who do you think? I feel like Burns because he has all the people's jobs already. He controls the jobs. More evil, and would find a way. I feel like Burns would be behind the whole way, and then there'd be a massive flip, and would be corrupt as all hell. And there's no way it would be a legitimate result, but he would end out on top. All the dead people. Because Burns doesn't loaded. lose. He does. He loses the fucking. He loses in two eyes and every two cars and every garage, three eyes and every fish. Uh, yeah, but he's learned from that. Has <laughs> he? Okay. Since, <laughs> so since, since then. then. But anyway, yeah. So well, one each. You say yeah. Trump. I say Burns. We'll put it out to the listeners. Who do you think would win that? That's the listener question of the week. Mm. Trump versus Burns. Yes. Um, actually, listeners, uh, on the subject of Donald Trump, if you check out our Twitter at Four Finger Pod, I found a great lookalike during the most recent presidential 
what's the word? Debate. Debate. Um, I was about to say campaign. Uh, Presidential uh, debate. And cross-referencing against Sideshow Bob versus Mayor Quimby. Um, You would swear that The Simpsons had drawn it based on what had happened in real life were it not for the fact that they drew it 10 years earlier. Did you see the post I put up of the um, the guy staring at him? Yeah. I said, I know you can read my thoughts, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you were on fire on Twitter this week with the when the debate was on. With my two tweets. Yes, <laughs> on fire. But they were good. They were pointed tweets. Yes. So, at Pod, make sure you follow us on Twitter, please. Yeah. Um, look, that's actually it for the mailbag this week. Yes, okay. Just because, well, Mr. and Mrs. Dando are coming around. Yes. And I know we need, we need to wrap this up relatively soon to be able to allow you to eat some din Well, we normally Muncie. record this on a Monday night, but tonight we're doing it on a Wednesday because we had to be in Melbourne, obviously. Yeah. So, do you want to plug that once more? Before we let yeah. So, again, the Yellow Family, check out the comments on this post. As this episode goes yep. up on the Facebook page, if you're not listening to this on the Facebook page, go to it and just, you know, have a listen, chuck them a like. Really, really great guys. It was Michael and Tom. Um, really cool dudes and just had a really good time. So, it was basically us chatting a, a little bit about the show, chatting about The Simpsons in general, giving our top three moments and a, the day. a little bit of trivia in there as well that we totally won. Yes, they, tell, they told us we got the third one wrong. We didn't. Yeah. And we are the first ones and only ones to ever get all three right. Yeah. Uh, it's about 30, <laughs> 34 minutes all up once the songs were taken out and it's probably the only time that you and I have gone that long consecutively without swearing. No, we swore. Didn't you hear it? When? You slipped in a shit. Oh, but not no, proper no, swearing. No, you didn't. You didn't. No. Okay. I was going to say I thought I was pretty. I thought I was pretty <laughs> no, damn careful were, about yeah. it. We sort of walked in. They're like, now because of you know, like there's a few regulations. We're not allowed to talk about violence. Not allowed to talk about drugs. And and please don't swear. I was like, ah, that's four of my five best stories just gone. That's my jokes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Eddie, Eddie Murphy when he's talking about how Bill Cosby calls him up. You can't <laughs> say Phil Florent Phil. <laughs> <laughs> like, I put some jokes in between the curse words. Yeah. Uh, so. Also plug the Arnie this Saturday, yes. uh, October 15th. I the Simpsons taught me everything I know, October 15th, 7pm, Athenaeum Theatre. Tickets available online and also head to our Facebook page to try and earn a double pass for Matt Groening's appearance at the Sydney Opera House show. It's sold out, so this is the only way to get tickets for it. We're going to be doing another giveaway, especially for our listeners as well, so stay mm-hmm. tuned for that one on next week's show. Please rate and review us in the iTunes store, follow us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod. Mitch, any final words before we let the listeners go? Uh, just quickly, just commiserations to my main man at Hawthorne, Sam Mitchell. The news today breaking that he might be off over to WA. I know we've got a few listeners in Western Australia. Please treat him kindly. <laughs> there, so, was some, uh, there was some great comments actually about that. I was telling you about these earlier. Uh, one person saying, well, you know, Hawthorne had to do something. I mean, given their recent history, there are one-year-olds out there that have never seen them win a premiership. <laughs> and someone else chiming in with, uh, make sure you pick up your Brownlow from Joe Watson on your way out to the airport. I'm sure he will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Do appreciate it. And we'll catch you guys next week. See you guys. Shh.